We're also starting a new series today. It's kind of a different look at some things, but we're going to do a... I'm going to start out with a series of questions. And I want you to tell me what happens to the sun every day. <laughs> okay. It rises and it sets every day, okay. <laughs> I would say it goes around, but then we'll just cross that out. So, uh, it rises and sets. And what happens? The earth revolves. Around the sun. Every day? No. That would be really fast. <laughs> it revolves. Yes. Okay. All right. And one so, side of the earth is the side that is not facing the sun is night, and the side that is all right. Day. Earth revolves. Very good. All right. Which way is up? That way. Up is up. Yeah. Yeah. North. That way. Is north up? No. No. You can't. The earth tilts, so technically not really. Yeah, but north up is, up is there. Is point. So is this up? Yes. Yeah. No, that's away. Away? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Which is which is good. Uh, if you say this is up, is that true? Yes. yes, it's true. For you. For me. It is. Except everybody feels that differently, right? Hmm? All the way around the world, right? Because to me, I'm standing on Earth here. This is me. Isn't that nice? Wow. And I point up. That's up to this guy down here. And maybe he's in, I don't know, Australia. <laughs> and this way is up. should have made him a kangaroo. No, he was a guy. I want a kangaroo. Kangaroo doesn't point up. People point up. Right? So some people lay down. Some people lay down, but they can still point up when they lay down. All right. So here's another one. Where is here? Right here. It's everywhere. Just right in there. Okay, relative to the person, right? Relative to the person. Alright, and now, when is now? Right now. Relative, Relative to everybody. Space and time. <laughs> I don't know if it's relative to space. Right now, this very second. This very it's happening second. this second. <laughs> and that now, now is over, now. now there's a new now. Now, will, now, will, now. now will not will be, now is now. Here, here's an interesting thing to think about. You could say, when did you read that when is now? In the past. Yeah. 
When is now is even as you're reading it, it's in the past. Yeah. Right? It's never now except for this very no. second, but it's not because that's in the past. Alright? So then now is in the future. Now is now. now. <laughs> it's not in the future. And it's not in the past. It is an instant in time which is ever changing. Okay? So there are some things that we are talking about with perspective. I'm not just asking you these questions to be weird. I'm saying that our perspective as a human being is often relative. And when we say the sun rises and sets, is it true? Yes, from our perspective. Does it revolve, the earth revolve, and it creates, okay? It creates the effect of the sun rising and setting every day. Yes, okay? From our perspective, though, and people have said this forever, it rises in the east and sets in the west, right? And that changes a little as the angle goes throughout the year, okay? And we will talk about some different scientific things over time, but I want to get it right first to understand that perspective is a big deal. And when you start out thinking, your perspective needs to be clear where you come from. Which way is up? Well, there is no up except, yes, this is up for me. I'm not saying that everybody's right, but I'm saying you're not the only person that is right. You say this is up. For you standing in this spot, yes. Okay? Our perspective mostly comes from where we stand, what we do, what's happening to us. Is that a correct perspective? It's what we can see, right? It's what we can see, and we can say, well, where is here? Well, here is right here. Here is here, but for everybody else, your here is in a different here than I'm my here. I'm here, and you're there to me, but you're here, and I'm there to you. Okay? And I am telling you that our perspective is almost always based on a personal view and oftentimes it is based on a selfish view. Personal view is okay. All right? Personal view means I understand I stand here. I understand that you stand there. All right? But I also, as I point up, this is my up, and your up is actually a tiny bit different from my up, even just standing over there, because the angle is a little tiny bit different, not enough where you'd be able to easily measure, okay? But as you go all the way around the world, yes, they change. Your perspective will change, 
All right. So begin with this to know that our human approach is often selfish. And if we can't see other things, then we're in trouble. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter number 18 as we talk about what a real perspective is. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 1. Mm. Go ahead. Nice and loud. Through desire, a man having separated himself, seeketh and intermediteth with all wisdom. Ooh, there's a lot of big words in there, isn't there? Okay, <laughs> right? So that says, through desire, a man having separated himself. So there's a person, and he says, I'm over here. Okay, and I am over here because I'm important. You are over there because you're not. Okay? That is, he separates himself. And then there's that great big word that says intermeddleth, which is not a word that you commonly use, right? You're intermeddling with my affairs. Okay? That's not what you use very often. But to meddle in someone else's affairs, right, means that you are putting your nose somewhere, all right, and all right, basically what this means is he does not have good access to wisdom. Now let me read it for you in a different, a different one, a different uh, translation. It means the same thing. One who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all, uh, all wisdom. All right? So if you decide that your perspective is the perspective in life and that you are most important amongst all of your friends and all of your family and all of your acquaintances and all people on earth, if you decide that you are the smartest and you are the best and you know the most, then what that says is, and you isolate yourself and say, I'm better than everybody. And I'm not saying you don't live with other people, but you create a shell of I'm better than you. Okay, that's what isolating yourself means to be selfish at this point. When you do that, it says that you don't have wisdom. You can't have wisdom because your perspective is this little tiny teeny spot. And if you're this little guy here, there's a million other people on the earth that have a different perspective than you. And they're not wrong about pointing and saying this way's up. So this is something basic, a biblical basic idea that we need to understand before we begin to look at some different proofs for God. Now this is what happens oftentimes. People who think very highly of themselves and become very educated 
And I'm not saying those two things are mutually exclusive. I am saying that you can be highly educated and not think highly of yourself. But you can be highly educated and be a great big jerk, selfish jerk, okay? You can do that. Either way, you get a choice. If you choose to look through the lens of selfishness, ooh, this is what I'm gonna do. Imagine that this is my, like those glasses, those 2012 glasses. But it's selfish glasses. <laughs> okay, how's that? That's pretty cool. Cool, cool, huh? So, if I was to look through my selfish lens at all things, God says, you're not wise. You don't understand a lot of other things that go on in this world. So, be aware as you look at things. And there are many, many people that approach this, the thought of God, in a very selfish manner. And they say, God couldn't possibly be a real being. And he couldn't possibly be there because I'm so smart. I know. That's the way you look at God through selfish eyes, selfish glasses. Okay? And you look and you say, well, I'm smarter than everyone. Because I've told myself I am. Right? With that perspective, it's tough. Now, what is God's perspective on things? This is where we get God. This is what God thinks like. Philippians chapter 2. We are going to dig into some of God's knowledge, but without God's perspective on it, we cannot really truly understand God's knowledge. We will have a very limited view. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians in the New Testament. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 3. Chapter 2, verse 3 and 4 as we look at this is what God says we ought to do. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 3 and 4. Verse 4, please. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. All right. So, what does God say is the right perspective? How should you think of yourself? And in compared to others? Lower. Lower. Okay. Lower. You should think of other people better than you think of yourself. All right? You should approach life and all of God's wisdom in others think of others better than you. Okay? 
think of others better than yourself. Now, that's what Paul says to do. Take care about other people. Why should we do that? That's not natural to do that at all for us. Why? Because our nature is selfish. And we look at all things within our own viewpoint. We look at all things from ourselves, and this is the way the world works because it's the way I see it. And that is not always true. The way we see it may be one tiny portion of the world and may have a tiny bit of wisdom in it, but there is a larger perspective. And God says, if you can step back from your selfish thought and look at the world through my eyes, you will see that if you look at others better than yourself, you treat others better than yourself, you will begin to have wisdom. You will begin to have wisdom. So why do we have to do this? And you're like, well, that's easy for God to say. It is true. It is much easier for God to say than us because God has a big perspective and God is an infinite being. But what did he do with his perspective? Keep going on verse number 5 of chapter 2. Through 11. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. Go ahead. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Alright, that was verse 11, so let's do verse 9 first. Go ahead, verse 9 and okay. 10. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted, exalted. Him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. Alright, and then every tongue confess. Alright, so this is what God did with his perspective. He said, I am the greatest in all the world. But I will get put myself as a servant of everybody. And I will though I am God I will take my reputation and throw it out the door to become a servant, to become obedient to death, which he was not part of the curse. Human beings and the earth are part of the curse, and death is part of the curse. He's not required to do that, but he chose to do that, and he said, my perspective is I'm going to treat everybody better than me. Everybody. The slimiest slime ball that ever did the worst sin on the earth The worst terrible people, as you read in history about awful, terrible people that tortured people. He died for that person. I will become a servant to that person. That's his perspective. 
So if God has that perspective and understands that, then we too should begin to rethink how we look at the world and at people around us. Why do we want to rethink it? Well, here's why. Romans, go back a few books to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 1, we're going to be in. Romans chapter 1, verse number 20 is where we're going to start, and we're going to go through verse 25. <laughs> it's fine. Six, six, nine. <laughs> Romans chapter one, verse number twenty. Twenty through twenty-five. Wherever we left off, I don't know where we left off. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Uh, verse 21. Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were, they, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and the foolish heart, and the foolish heart was dead. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and choose the glory of the uncorruptible God came an image into an image made like corruptible man and two birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness though through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. All right. God, we talked about God's perspective and what He did, right? He came to earth, He created this beautiful earth, and He came to earth and died so that we could be forgiven as a servant. Man, in turn, is born on this earth. We all are born on this earth. And man looked at nature and said, I rule over this nature. It's an amazing thing. Nature is incredible. Look at that tree, how beautiful it is. And I agree totally. And some of mankind worships the trees. And some of mankind has worshipped animals. And creatures, and it talks about four-footed beasts and all sorts of things. Different cultures have looked at all the things around them and said, Ooh, isn't that amazing? That creature's incredible. Now, many cultures have looked at themselves and said, I am an incredible being. I am, in fact, the most amazing being in, in all of this nature that I live in. And so they have worshipped worship themselves. Now we look and say, well, we don't worship tigers anymore. We don't worship trees anymore. Not in America. We don't do that. No, not very many of us, but many of us worship ourselves in that we are the most important. We are the most 
amazing people and we think about ourselves more importantly and than other people and that's not God's perspective that's a selfish view a per, not a personal view but a selfish view where we look at the world and say that's what I believe is I'm incredible truthfully humankind is an amazing creation and the right perspective was to look at us as a human creation in amongst all of nature and say the God that created this whole thing is incredible. He's amazing. That's the right perspective. But we don't do it. And instead, as humans, we look and we, we study all of nature and all of science and we say, wow, that's incredible. And people worship science the idea of the thought of man coming up and discovering things, they worship that versus worshiping the God who created all that. And when God saw that, he says, look at that. They say, we are so wise. We have come up with the way diseases work and we've come up with the way electricity works and we've come up with the way all these things go. And he says, in them saying they are wise, they have been great fools. That's the perspective that we often come at as a human race. We say, we're so learned. We're so amazing. We've learned so much as a human race. Aren't we incredible? And we worship ourselves to say we are the most important beings here. But God says, if you would just look at me, and how I acted. I came to earth to die for you. I treated everyone else higher than I treated myself. If you would have that perspective, not selfish, but putting others before you, you would have the right beginning of wisdom. All right. So God created this entire world and he did an amazing job and he put it all together and mankind says, we're not even thankful for it. We live amongst all the blessings that God created and said, eh, we're not thankful for it. I do this on my own. We would not step a day or breathe a breath without God. So to have that perspective to begin with is the start of wisdom. And so we are going to look over the next few weeks at some truth in the Bible. Some truth that we have claimed that we have found as science. And truthfully, science has confirmed many truths. Many truths are already written in the Bible and have been for thousands of years. And yet, in the last few hundred years, we've claimed we've discovered them. I am going to, as long, along with the others who teach you on Sunday mornings, we're going to work to try to show you some of the wisdom, some of the knowledge and wisdom that comes from the Bible. We're going to look at some scientific things, probably some archaeological things, some historical things, and tie them together so that you can understand that knowledge has come from God in the beginning. God had it all in the beginning. And when we begin to look at God's word and see where the knowledge is, you'll be able to say, oh yeah, man discovered that back in 1750, whatever. But God wrote it back 
there 3,000 years ago in the Bible. It was already there because God knew it. And God revealed it to mankind in a different way, all right, through the Bible. So we're going to look at some of those things over the next few weeks. Each week we'll pick some different things. And I think it'll be very interesting topics that we look at. And it'll be shocking to you, I think, some of the things that are in the Bible that we have just discovered in the last couple hundred years, all right, as a human race. And yet, it's written very clearly in the Bible. We will find, if we have the right perspective, that wisdom really comes from God. And if we want to be wise, we begin with a good understanding of where we stand on earth in relation to God and how we treat others. So that we won't be foolish when we say, oh, we're so wise. Professing themselves to be wise, they become fools. So we're going to look at God's perspective and look at things through science, through God's eyes, and what that means, all right, and other parts of the Bible. So, all right, thank you very much.